brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, Roadmappers. Thank you so much for joining us on Feminine Roadmap today. We are going to be talking about the power of no. We can't just say no, or can we? So stay tuned as we talk about ways you can create space in your life for the things that really matter and learning to say no in a way that feels better than we ever thought it could. Stay tuned. Hello, 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 Roadmappers. Thank you for joining us today. Donna and I are going to be talking about the power of no. Donna, you were just telling me about an incredible resource and what you've been thinking about. Why don't you springboard for us where this idea has come from? Okay, well, I have realized actually for many years that saying no is very difficult for me. And I struggle with that a great deal. I struggle with saying yes to way too many things and filling up my calendar with all kinds of things. And some of them that I don't want to do at all. And some of them that I just don't have time to do. Since I'm really, really working so hard on my business now, I I decided that I need to get a good handle on this. So working with my coach, she referred me to a book and it's called The Power of a Positive No, How to Say No and Still Get to Yes by William Uri, U-R-Y. So I've been reading this book. I've actually just delved into the beginning of it and it's just making a lot of sense and it's helping me a great, great deal. And in talking with women, especially women, but I guess men also, this book is written by a man and he gives a lot of examples in the book that men also have this problem. But in talking with other women, we struggle, we all seem to struggle with this. I know, isn't it funny how we all feel kind of obligated to not do things that are important to us to make other people feel better or as it makes us feel better to say yes? Because you Mm -hmm. and I have both talked about how we have a tendency toward busyness, Mm -hmm. not necessarily productivity. And I think that the habit of saying yes it really creates disruption and there is power in the ability to say no, but you were sharing with me this kind of cool concept of how sandwiching a no between yeses. So why don't you share that example? Because I think that's the first tip that we can give people is, you know, not just saying no, we were saying you can't just be like, no, (laughs) because that won't help. (laughs) So how Mm -hmm. can we say no? So this will be our first tip. What's a way that we can say no? that feels better than just no. Okay. Well, you know, I, 
what a good thing to do where to start is to kind of look at um, asking yourself some questions. First of all, when you're faced with a decision of whether to say yes or no, or when you're faced with something that you already said yes to and you really don't want to go to kind of delve a little bit deeper and just ask yourself some questions like, do I really want to go to this? Yes or no? Do I feel just obligated and, and kind of get, like you said, habit, the habit of just saying yes, to get in the habit of slowing down and asking ourselves these questions. And, and it usually just won't feel right somehow. You know, you'll feel, you'll just feel within you, I really should not go to this. And what, what are the reasons why? And so when you do that, you can actually come up with good, solid reasons why you should not do this thing, or you should not volunteer, you should not commit or go to this event. So I'll give you an example. You, you, what you do is you have two yeses and the no is in the middle. And I'm not even sure all of the psychology behind why this is so much easier to do than just saying no. So I'll give you an example. There was an event that I had already told a woman that I would go to that she was putting on. It was on a Sunday and I was coming off a super busy week already. I was gone all day and the evening every single day that week. And Sunday was my only day to rest and the only day that I had nothing else scheduled beside this thing. And I told her like a week ahead of time that I was going to be there. And so I thought, how am I going to tell her? No, how am I going to go back on my word? You know, partly I'm just thinking I, I don't, I want to be a reliable person that shows up and isn't flaky. So again, that's like my ego, right? I have to look this way or that way. And so in the book, he talks about starting out by not just saying, you know what, I'm not going to be able to make it instead, because that's hard. Oh, you know what? I know I said yes, but I'm not going to be able to make it. So instead of doing that to say in my mind, asking my question to myself, the questions, why do I not want to be there? Or why do, oh, well, I'm coming off a super busy week. True. I haven't seen my husband all week long. True. Those are true things that I'm then saying yes to myself. Yes, I need to be with my husband. Yes, I need that rest time on Sunday. Yes, I already said yes to her, but you know what? It's, it's not written in stone. So to start out, I know that I told you that I would be there this weekend, but I'm looking at my schedule now and I'm realizing I'm coming off a super busy week and I haven't seen my husband at all. And my husband and I really need to connect. Okay, so that's the first yes. And then in the middle, you say, so unfortunately, I won't be able to attend your conference or whatever. I won't be able to attend your event on Sunday. Okay, that's the no. And then the second part, the sandwich, the, the other yes, is that, but you know what, please let me know when you have another event like this, because I really do want to be there. That's the second yes, confirming to her that I, and I really did want to go. It was going to be fun, I'm sure. But realistically, again, inside of me, I just knew it was not going to be a good thing to be there. So that's a, the essence of what the two yeses with the no in the middle. And, I, and so I did it and it was so easy. And she responded really positively. She said, I totally understand. No problem. Right? No worries. So it just felt better. Isn't that funny? I was just thinking as you were talking that what you just shared with us is the idea of being both honest and mm -hmm. straightforward. So I would say that tip number two, so tip number one is putting a positive spin on the no, really sandwiching the no 
with two positives. You're saying yes to yourself and saying yes to future opportunities, but no to the current opportunity. And I would say the second tip is to be honest and straightforward. We have a tendency to beat around the bush or to mm -hmm. maybe or just, or I don't know, or we avoid. And I think the fact that when you face it, and you are honest mm -hmm. about it, it does make that process easier. So when I say a no said in honesty, you said it's true. Yes. I'm not creating something to support my no. Those things existed and they are actually bringing me to the place where no is the right answer. So if we focus on the honesty of the situation and not excuses, like, oh, I just don't feel like it or, you know, really, like you said, thinking into it. So the first tip is to really sandwich your no positively. And the second one would be to be honest and straightforward mm -hmm. about it. With this in mind, let's talk about what happens when you are honest and straightforward and what if they don't take no for an answer? Okay. I had this happen to me last week. Okay. I had met someone at a networking event. She called me. We talked for a while and she was not someone that would be a good match for me. We had very different values, very different purposes. And I could, I knew that right off the bat. And I tried to express that to her and say, Hey, look, you know, this is how I see things. And, you know, and she was just so focused on getting the yes. And it was probably a 20, 30 minute call. And I tried to say no. And I tried to say no, but you see, I was trying to say no and not being honest and just saying, you know what? I'm sure what you offer has great value. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is not the right match for me. Mm -hmm. I wish you great success. But instead, I tried hinting about the reasons we didn't work together. So I wasn't honest and straightforward. I was doing the female, like, beat around the bush thing. I ended up saying yes, which she sent a, a follow-up email and basically it had a cancel button and all night I was bothered. And then morning I woke up and I'm like, I can't follow through with this. And I felt like, okay, canceling is fair because I really did try to figure out how to say no. And um, so that was my recent situation of not being honest and straightforward. It literally just happened like last Thursday. So being honest and straightforward in my no would have eliminated the stress that I caused myself mm -hmm. all night long. And like, why didn't I say no? And, and so that leads me to my next question. And I want to discuss this is where does that feeling of obligation come from to other people? This, I don't even know this person. Why do I feel obligated to someone that I really don't know? She has like no impact on my family, my bottom line. Like, why would I feel more obligated to a stranger than I do to my own values and my family? Yes. Well, I think that's really another common thing, very common with women especially, is that we just want to be liked by everybody. We just want mm. to be accepted. We just want to be the nice person that is always helping out and is always there for people and is always giving. And I think this is another reason why a lot of women, when they start a business, they want to do a nonprofit because they want to show that they're just a nice perfect person who's not making money off anyone. And this is another pet peeve of mine because I, I, it's, if you run a nonprofit, you still have to make money. Guess what? Or you're not going to be in business. 
so where this comes from, I'm sure that it comes from a lot of different sources, but bottom line, it's our ego that's in charge saying, oh, you just want to be liked by everybody, don't you? Go ahead and say yes. Our ego that doesn't know what it's talking about, that just wants to be the greatest, you know, liked by everybody and yeah. in charge of everything and superwoman that's doing it all, having it all and being it all. And the ego doesn't know what it's talking about. And so that's so to, funny. I yeah. wrote ego down. You're, yes. Or you said that I had <laughs> okay. ego written down as a possible answer. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Donna's totally <laughs> nailing it. Yes. It's because we want to feel good. That's right. It's about it, us and it's not about them. us. It's about our ego saying, come on, come on, let me, let me have my day. I just want to be in the limelight. I want to shine. And, but you know, the, the ego is what causes us to crash and burn a lot, a lot of times because it doesn't know what it's talking about. So you have to shut up the ego. Just sometimes that, you know, even just to say in your head, shut up or out loud, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Go sit you know, down. You just go quiet yourself. You know, now the ego isn't all bad because the ego is a lot of where our passion and, you know, a lot of our energy comes through the ego, which is good stuff. So it's not like you want your ego to be shut up all the time, but the ego isn't good at making logical decisions or even intuitive type decisions. The ego just takes a lie and runs with it. Oh, this looks good. You know, the bright and shiny object. Let's just go for it. It's going to be fine. You know, it, but you hit it on the nose when you said you were bothered all night by it. And this is, again, whereas women, we have this intuition and, and probably all people have this intuition, but I think with women, it's a little bit sharper. And we can, if we just listen to that, and why do I feel bothered? You know, am I not being true to myself? And I think mm. also that- It's like your um, spirit kind of just stirs and it's like, you know. Remember we did, yes. the, we did that uh, whole podcast on intuition and this, this is where it comes in. I mean, mm -hmm. this really wasn't quite as much intuition as I'm yeah. saying. It was, it was clear that I shouldn't have done this. It was that because I tried to, I tried quote unquote to say mm -hmm. no several times and I was unsuccessful because I wasn't honest and straightforward, which is weird. I'm a totally, Donna, you can totally, you can tell the roadmappers, honest and straightforward yes. is kind of my middle name. Yes. It's absolutely. so weird. I get in these situations with a complete stranger. Why, why am I like that in my relationships that matter? Mm -hmm. And then I meet a stranger. Who cares? Like you would think my personality would be like, forget yeah. about it. But I, I do. I fall into that and it's totally ego. It's that need for approval. And I think for some people it's avoiding conflict. Because it, yeah. it is conflict to say no for some people. Mm -hmm. And that might be a mm -hmm. shift we can really think into. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that, that you tend to, I tend to think is that maybe I'm going to be missing out on something if I mm. say no to this. And again, that's oh. the ego. And that's the lack of abundant thinking. I'm going to miss out. There isn't mm. going to be enough. This is my only chance. This could be a good connection. I'm going to, I was doing that with this event that I was, going to go to because there was someone there was supposed to be there that I wanted to meet. And so that thought was in my head. You're not going to be able to meet that. And then I started thinking, no, if I meant to meet that person, it will be in good time. It will be in God's time. It will be in the right time. And I don't have to worry about it. And not and that, at the expense of your marriage or not at the expense exactly. of your time. Yes. Yeah. And if you really look at your priorities, I put God first, then my husband and our relationship 
and then my children and and then my work comes after that and so and my friends even come before my work and so and so if i'm being true to my values and true to myself and and honest with myself and that's why we get bothered and we end up hating that choice we made and and then hating ourselves sometimes because we we didn't say what we needed to say and so i i just love this positive no thing because it makes it so much easier you know it's funny you just said something which i have down as point three so the tip number one is to sandwich your no positively tip two was to be honest and straightforward don't make excuses Mm -hmm. like legitimately just call it what it is but tip number three is know your ideal schedule. What do you really Mm -hmm. want your schedule to look like? Because life never happens the way Mm -hmm. we expect it to. Things come up, we get derailed. And do we have room, wiggle room in our schedule? I think women, we're not good with wiggle room. We're we're Mm -hmm. over committers. But, and I don't mean to like blanket label people, but we just want to bring to light the challenges that women have is we have a tendency to fill our schedule. And so Tip number three is, like I said, know your ideal schedule. How would you be at your very best in your family, in your community, in your business? What would that look like? And then when something comes up and you have to say no, then you can actually have the kind of framework as to maybe supporting what's my why. This is what I'm trying to accomplish. And does this really fit in or not? Or could it fit in at another time? It doesn't mean that no doesn't always mean never. Mm-hmm. No can mean right, not right now. So yeah. ideal schedule, you touched on that. And so mm-hmm. you had made a comment before we hit record about, oh, I wrote it down somewhere, creating space in your life. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, this is something I've struggled with for many, many years. And my husband is very structured and organized and very good at many, many things. His calendar, well, he doesn't even really carry a calendar because he's so structured. He knows what it is every day and he doesn't let anything interfere with his workout schedule, with his business and work schedule and his sleep schedule. He's very structured. So I've even had him look at my schedule sometimes just to kind of give me some tips and he'll look at my my list of things. And he'll just say, Donna, what in the world? There's no way that you can do all this. Like you're just way, way out of line here. And then I'll get frustrated because I'll think, Oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Now, part of the frustration is that I've always worked from home for for many years. Now I've worked from home. I've homeschooled my children. I've been a stay at home mom. And so, you know, we learn to juggle a lot of different things and it's way different than leaving the house in the morning, dressed up, going to work and being in an office. So, or in any work environment outside the home, it's way different. So I do have to give myself that break. But I tell you, your schedule is, it's, time is really all you have when you think about it. You know, we only have one life. Our life is not super long when you look at the realm of things the big picture. And so we really have to take our time very seriously and protect it. And now that I've gotten finally, and now give yourself a break too, because if you haven't been in the habit of doing this, it's going to take time to develop. I'm finally at a point now where I'm seeing how I need to 
put way more buffer time in. I've read that you should put an extra hour. If you think it's going to take this much time, add an extra hour in. And to me, when I heard that, I thought that's insane. I can't add an extra hour in. I don't have any hours. Well, <laughs> red flag. <laughs> you so know? You're, you're learning to say no to create that space, right? The no to something is where yes. the space is coming. The space isn't just magically appearing. That's right. You're you actually say no. saying no. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because if I knew, okay, for instance, I'm going to work on my business plan on Thursday. I have the whole entire day open. Well, I would say, oh, this person's asking me if we can just do a quick call at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, certainly I'll get up early. I'll get a lot done on my plan, and I can take a call at 2 o'clock. But realistically, knowing in my mind that that call is hanging over me that I have to do, and maybe I have to prepare for that call. Maybe I have to get ready in some way for whatever information I'm going to be discussing with that person. And that's going to take time. And then maybe we're going to talk longer than I thought. And then maybe I have something else I forgot about even on that day, something that I really will need to get done. My daughter's wedding's coming up, and I have a lot of you know loose ends that have to be tied together. And so... Again, to just say, no, I need to keep that day clear because inevitably something else is probably going to happen anyway. And I need to get this business plan written. So I am, you have to guard it with everything you have. Mm. And the only way you let something in is again, once you ask yourself those questions and say, does this fit in with my life and my plan and my values and where I'm at and what I'm trying to accomplish, where does this fit in? And then if it doesn't fit in, or if it's something that can be done another time to shut up your ego and just do the yes, no, yes sandwich. Yes. So basically as you're, you're being honest and straightforward, you're looking at your schedule and you're like understanding that something's got to give. And that's the key with saying no. Whenever I say yes mm -hmm. to something, I'm saying no to something else. That's right. So every yes is a no, technically. That's right. Because if I say, yes, I will go to this seminar. Well, then I need to say no to anything that may my family might want to do mm -hmm. or another opportunity that comes up. And then there's the integrity issue um, sometimes of like, you get in that mode where you're like, well, this would be more fun than this, you know, if that's ever happened right. to you. Right. Yes. And so, but then we can't swing to like never saying yes for the fear of missing out. And that fear of missing out is a whole nother conversation. That is a very mm -hmm. destructive and it's a very, it's very, um, it's not even real. Like it's mm -hmm. all perception. It's yeah. not anything that really truly exists. It only exists in our minds. Mm -hmm. So I think, that there's definitely something to this really being honest with ourselves and being mm -hmm. honest with other people. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that you had a great experience once you said no. And I think there will always be that one wild card that you follow these steps and you feel good about those steps and they get offended. Yeah. 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 But that's their problem. Right. And that goes back to the obligation, the feeling of mm -hmm. obligations. Yeah. Because ultimately we can't move forward in our life if we're making our no's and yeses based on someone else's feelings or someone mm -hmm. else's expectations. We really have to take ownership of our mm -hmm. life and say no that's with 
and yes, yes and no, for what's in congruence to our family, our business, mm-hmm. our life. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, once you start what I call beating down your ego, once you start saying no to your ego, it, it gives you like a, a feeling of empowerment because you're starting to really take charge of your life and you're, and you're starting to really work on what's most important to you, which is almost always relationships. Yeah. And so it, it's so empowering to then have that freedom in your schedule and have the rest time that you need and deserve we, I also was at the beginning before we started recording today talking a little bit about abundance and the abundance mindset and how this just fits into that whole idea of I'm going to have plenty of time for everything that I need to do and that it's all good. And that, you know, part of it too is that we just have so many good things in this country mm. that, that it's so easy to say, say more, more, more. But the most successful people, and I've read this over and over, the most successful people learn to say no and do say no the most often. They're very strategic about when and what they say yes to. And they know that there's so much that looks good on the surface, but Mm -hmm. they don't jump into yes, that they really examine it fully before they say yes. And so they say yes most, very rarely, most of the time they say no. It's like 97% of the time they say no. So that's really kind of an eye opener also. That's really an interesting statistic because mm-hmm. um, I know I went to an event with Brendan Burchard and he was talking about this crazy, incredible opportunity. Like it was like, I don't know, it was meeting someone amazing face to face, like in a meeting and they wanted him to like, I think coach them. Mm-hmm. I may not have the story exact, but the point was, he had already made commitments to his wife and in his business that he would have had to really give, go back on those commitments in order to make it happen. So he said no to this. Like everybody's like, oh, you said no to that. But he understood he was being honest and straightforward in this. No, like I have these commitments in place and that time's already committed and this is my priority. So this is a great opportunity, but the timing's just not right. And, and that takes so much. It actually takes less ego and more just, you know, integrity to just say, mm-hmm. I've made a commitment to my family. I've made a commitment to my, my business, and this is what I need to do. And if it doesn't support that, then no really is the answer. And that's why I think they say no more often because they're very clear about what their ideal yes. schedule is. That's a really good point. They're, they're schedule and they're also very clear on their why, mm-hmm. why they're doing what they're doing and what it's going to take to do it. And if it doesn't fit in with that, they're not compelled to say, because it's not driven by the ego that it's driven by fact. You know, the mm-hmm. ego isn't, doesn't look at the facts and the truth of the matter. The ego just is bright and shiny object. Let's go. What Sounds feels good. good in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, or what sounds good or what might be good. It's not based on truth. And so that's where, again, running this kind of through your filters of what are you working toward and having complete clarity on that also. And maybe the clarity for you is just um, being with your family more often. You know, and that's a good thing to, to have as a goal. 
you know, and so it might not even be like growing a business or having a big thing that you're working towards in that respect, but a big thing is your relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap it up today, let's review what we talked about. We can't just say no, or can we? Well, we're finding out that we actually can say no. What it comes down to is having tools that help you. And these all work together. We talked about sandwiching your nose with positive. So it's a positive, the no, and then a positive. Number two, being honest and straightforward in your nose. Avoid the beating around the bush or the subtle hints, which I found don't work very well. And third is knowing your ideal schedule, really protecting your time so you can create that space that you need, that wiggle room that allows life to happen so that we kind of manage our own stress and our family commitments. So as we wrap it up today, was there anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? Yeah, there's one, one last thing I want to add, and that is that um, I believe that many, many women operate in the, in the realm of not being able to say no. But there's one woman that I, that I have met recently, and she is very focused, and she says no in a nice way. And she, when she says no, I can see it's because she's got a bigger plan. And I really respect her for that. And so bottom line, when we really practice this and we become assertive with operating in this mindset, I think that people are going to respect us. You know, and they're going to look at us as that woman knows what she wants and she's going for it and she's not a flake. And so if we have any kind of fears like this is going to make me look bad, bottom line, what's going to make you look bad is when you're flaking around and not saying, not living from the truth that's inside of you. That's awesome. Thanks for that last final thought. So ladies, thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. We look forward to talking to you all next week. Have a wonderful week until we talk to you again. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. Bye now. Bye now. Thank you so much, Roadmappers, for tuning in with us today. Remember to head on over to www.feminineroadmap.com to get the show notes for today's shows on those resources that we shared. And also, if you would do us a favor and head over to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, comment, and share it with your friends. We would be deeply grateful. Have a wonderful week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.